0: Well, such an exciting time of year. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're looking at, and it was another exciting weekend in college football, another exciting weekend in the NFL, although it was a bit of a chore to watch a Lions game today. I'm not going to lie. I'll get Bill's thoughts on that later. But uh, most importantly, an exciting night for a lot of student athletes in high school that, Well, a lot of them knew that their career was going to continue. Some of them weren't so sure that their career was going to continue. And, you know, maybe there's some tears being shed in some places right now when uh, the realization that their career is now over. And in other places, it's new life. And uh, Bill Keenest, I know one place where there's some new life. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm,
1: uh, I'm great, Sean. Uh, and you are absolutely right. Um, and we're talking about the Holly Broncos. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what, 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 what a joy to be a part of that. Um, I, I, I was walking out of the high school with some of the players uh, a few minutes ago, and one of them turned to another and said, you mean we've never won a playoff game in school history? And the other one said, yeah, we've never won. So it's, it's just the, what, what high school sports, what high school, the high school experience does for so many kids. I mean, think about, um, the ability to create an, a memory that, that never happened before, that never occurred before, and to have a chance to accomplish that. Um, and, um, and and you were right about, what a lot of high school kids went through on Friday night, it's a different playoff system now. And it really um, it really creates a in many, in many opinions, a more equitable approach to teams that are good enough to be in the playoffs, that deserve to be in the playoffs with a point system that rewards not only their wins but who they play. Um, and it's, it's different than it was in the past. I mean, there have been articles written about teams that would, would, you know, strategically stack their schedule with games against teams that were not in the same, you know, competitive stratosphere as them to get those wins because it used to be six and you're in. Yep. But now it's, it's more of what is deserving and, um, I mean, I think uh Orchard Lake Saint Mary made it and they only have three wins. Yep. Um but they're you know, by all accounts a really good football team. Um but Friday night, uh Holly uh lost to an excellent Brandon football team and it was a close game. It went down to the last minute and the kids there were a lot of tears shed and but there was still the unknown because uh, everyone with the program um, felt we had a good shot of getting in because we beat some teams that had great records and also um, were a division above us. So all that factored in. And uh, when when it was announced on Bally that uh, the Holly Broncos are, were in, I'm getting chills telling you because the room just erupted. Oh. And so good for the kids. I mean, they've watched the – you know the March Madness selection show so many times, and they probably all watch the high school selection show. But to be a part of that and just the joy is uh, is why we love why we love high school sports in general, and, and certainly football in particular.
0: Well, you know, Bill, it, it's interesting because you are you are so right. I mean, there are a few teams. I'll, I'll use Brother Rice as an example. You know, another team yeah. that they went three and five, but I, I think a lot of yeah. people looked at their body of work and said, right. You know, this is a team that deserves mm-hmm. to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, you right. know, for Holly, I mean, let's keep it, let's, let's keep it there. Uh, an yeah. opportunity to have a rematch against a
1: really good team from Fenton. A really good team and a, a rivalry as I've learned this year. Um, so it's, uh, It's going to be emotional, but, but, but the reality is both teams are O and O right now. That's not a, you know, cute thing to say. That's a reality. That's a fact. And when you're dealing with, um, high school aged athletes and the emotion of it all, um, it's, uh, it's unpredictable. And, uh, I, I, I might've misspoken earlier, Sean, maybe it was brother, Rice That I was uh, referring to that was three and five, but, um, yeah, that's the beauty of, of Friday nights and uh and Saturday afternoons I guess, because 'cause there'll be some games played on Saturday. But um you never know. And there have been there have been teams I was talking to my son before the uh before the show started uh with the team and and I I as you, you probably aren't surprised I brought up uh Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks from a few years ago when uh when they were uh uh, seven, eight, and one, and uh, they made the playoffs. And they played. Got to pull over for a uh, ambulance here. Um, and they made the playoffs at seven, eight, and one, and played New Orleans in the playoff game. And New Orleans won. I, I want to say 10-11 maybe I don't know how many games. They were a wild card, and that was the game in which um, uh, Seattle won. They won the game. Marshawn Lynch had that run that registered on the Richter scale. The Richter scale. Remember that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was beast big. mode. <laughs> yeah, beast mode. So anything can happen, and that's the beauty of it, and that's why we love it, and uh, that's why it's going to be a great week for all those kids and coaches and uh, and uh, all of us that uh, love the, the football um, program at Holly and are a part of it. Well,
0: I'm a fan from afar. You know that. I really yeah, am. I do. Uh, and I'm, yeah. I'll be rooting for the Broncos. No disrespect to Fenton. Uh, but, Bill, you're right. Yeah. Both St. Mary's and Brother Rice got in at 3-5. and five. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. And, 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 yeah. And you're uh, – this is going to – we're a little excited around here. Unfortunately, my alma mater and a guy I've known for a long time, uh, Coach Randy McAuliffe and Lavonia Stevenson, couldn't get in. But yeah, uh, Northville is back in the playoffs, and they are hosting – a game, wow. uh, Which I think everybody is <laughs> excited about. My my daughter's already uh, going. Oh, cool! One more home game <laughs> in my high school career. Yeah. That they're they're That's hosting uh, their next door neighbor Novi, so that'll be oh, a boy. fun time. Yeah. And, uh, build new life for everybody, and it and it's what you yeah. make of that new life. Uh, you know, I, I remember right. you saying this last year when we started the show. The the finality of taking off that jersey and everything yes. these guys yes. are going to get a chance to experience it at least yes. one yeah. more time
1: no question and there's not a there's there's no one that that had the great experience in high school sports no matter what the sport that wouldn't wouldn't give a lot to do that one more time and uh, i'm getting i'm getting all kinds of chills because you think about that and the kids and how much they love it and they love their teammates. And like I said, um, this past Friday, even though uh, I know the coaches were optimistic about a possible playoff berth, not sure what the players uh, they were playing to win. Obviously, that game against Brandon, and just seeing the tears and the emotion, and absolutely the love that these kids have for each other is priceless. I mean, it's you know I've often said high school athletics are the greatest classroom. A kid can ever experience and i believe that more than ever because you learn so many life lessons the ups the downs the the struggles you know and it it's it's a unifier for communities and you're certainly going to see that friday night and um and it's just it's wonderful and uh if uh if we can get blessed with some similar weather to what we had this weekend, oh, oh my goodness, will that be wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Isn't that the <laughs> truth?
0: Well, listen, yeah. we're up against a break. I'd love to hear okay. what that experience was like for you to not only watch the the young players uh, have that yeah. excitement, but it had to be pretty cool for you as well, yeah. Dad, having that opportunity. No uh, with your son, so uh, we'll we'll touch on right. that. Obviously, take a look around the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is having himself a day. We'll get to that. The Lions as well. Don't you go anywhere. It's Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back in. Glad you can join us here. Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night. Bill, before we went to the break, I mentioned Patrick Mahomes was having himself a day. Uh, Still four minutes to go in this game. They actually put in Chad Henney, but uh, 25 of 34, 423 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Speaking of 400 yards, Joe Burrow today, 34 of 42 for 481 yards and three touchdowns. And by the way, uh, in case people have not heard this yet, uh, his fifth, 400-yard game in three years, breaking a record uh, that was held by Dan Marino. Uh, Marino. Yeah. Anybody who tries to tell me today, Bill, that the NFL isn't a quarterback friendly passing league right. uh, clearly isn't yeah. paying attention. I mean, just some crazy numbers out there today. No
1: question. And, uh, and Mahomes doing it against one of the best defenses in the league. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just what there's so much unique and and generational. I think it's safe to say talent in our game this uh, at this time. It's just remarkable. I mean, you talk about Joe Burrow, Holy Mackerel, and uh, and there's just so many others. So many others.
0: You know, Bill. One thing that I remember when I was a kid, and and
1: uh,
0: you were a young man as well, when Dan Marino had that magical season in yeah. nineteen eighty four, and it, yeah. he threw. Yeah. For people out there that aren't aware of this, he threw for forty eight touchdowns. Yeah, and that yeah. that was a record that that stood forever. I mean, it it, it really yeah. did. It 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 stood for twenty years. That was one of those – I don't know, Bill. I was like, we're never going to see that again. I mean, 20 years, and and, and obviously the league has changed. The league has changed. Uh, But that has been eclipsed multiple times now as some of those gaudy numbers like Joe Burrow eclipsed today uh, go along the wayside. It doesn't take away from the fact that Dan Marino is one of the best to ever play the game, but, boy, it does show you how this game has changed.
1: It really has and uh, now and when you mention merino i'm going to share a, a personal story um, regarding Dan. I had a um, a sports writing internship between my junior and senior year at Ohio University, and one of my assignments um, there used to be this cla and they may still have it, but it was the premier high school football all-star game in the country it was the big 33 game and it was between ohio and pennsylvania and it really was between ohio and western pennsylvania because that's where that was such a hotbed of recruits and especially quarterbacks you know United, marino montana joe name it so many more to add to that list so i had the assignment of covering this game which which was Dan Marino's final college game. And I'm sitting in the press box, or I, I think it was a makeshift press box, and two seats down to the right of me was Jackie Sherrill, the head coach at Pitt, where Marino was going. And the PA team, the team that Marino's quarterbacking, gets the ball first. And he goes back and unleashes A 70, my recollection, this is what I wrote, a 70-yard incompletion. And the lead of my story was basically never in the annals of high school, college, or perhaps even pro football, has a 70-yard incompletion put such a smile on the head coach of that quarterback. Because I looked at Marino... And everybody was turning around, saying, "Jackie, did you see that? Did you see that?" And I've never forgotten it. So it was just one of those things you can't forget. Because even at that age, he had remarkable arm talent. And uh, yeah, that '84 season oh. um, was magical. And you made you made the, the best point because the the rules were so different back then. Yep. They weren't even close to what they are now. It was much more difficult to, to put up those numbers as a quarterback, as an offense, back in the 80s and into the 90s before they relaxed the rules and made it more quarterback and offensive friendly.
0: You know, it's interesting. I had to look this up for full disclosure. This was not off the top of the head. But to try to put into perspective how dominant and how out of place that 1984 season was, it wasn't yeah. just the forty-eight touchdowns; it was the over five thousand yards passing as well.
1: Right, Bill. Right, Bill. Right.
0: Peyton Manning broke it in twenty oh four. The closest yeah. guy to Dan Marino was Dan Marino. He threw for forty-four <laughs> and eighty-six. Yeah. The the other closest person, not named Dan Marino, was Kurt Warner, who threw for forty-one in nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah. Wow. Still seven shy. Wow. I mean, think about wow. that. That That's how crazy that number yeah. was. I mean, it, I'm yeah. just looking at that in comparison with other seasons. And, and I mean, it was that out of place. That's how absolutely amazing it was. And, you know, like so many other things, I mean, the passing numbers are going to go the way of the Dodo bird. I mean, obviously we saw Matthew go over 5,000 the same year that Drew yeah. Brees did. And Manning had fifty four seventy seven one year. But – to have over 5,000 yards and 48 touchdown passes in 1984, that was otherworldly. It really
1: was. It was. It really was, Sean. And uh, I remember a game early in that year when the Dolphins went into RFK, old RFK against the Redskins, Washington Commanders now. And Washington had been in the Super Bowl the year before. Yeah. A, they, they lost two games by one point each until the Raiders pounded them in the Super Bowl. So Washington was a really good team. And Marino had an epic day, tore the secondary apart, the, uh, you know, the, the, I forget the nickname of the Dolphins receivers that they had, but um, but just tore them apart through four or five touchdown passes. And that's the game I remember is like, wow, this guy is special. And he, he certainly was, he proved to be incredibly special.
0: Yeah, there was Mark Clayton or Mark Clayton yeah, and super. super Duper, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. They they were not to be confused, of course, with the Fun Bunch. Hey, boy, they no, all had
1: nicknames fun. back then, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there were a lot. Of, there were a lot of good nicknames back then. Yeah, for sure.
0: No doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, another huge night by uh, Patrick Mahomes and. Uh, Cincinnati suddenly gets it going. I'll let you know what else is going on in the NFL as we are apt to do uh, on this show. It looks like the Seahawks are going to win again. Uh, They just got another Kenneth Walker touchdown. Uh, Kenneth Walker today, Bill, 23 carries, 168 yards, and two touchdowns against the Chargers. So he is lighting it up. Uh, They are up now 36-16, PAT pending. Uh, Chiefs on top of the Niners, forty-four to twenty-three. Uh, another late game. Uh, the Jets just finished off the Broncos. Boy, the Broncos woes continue. Jets are now Bill five and two, four and zero oh on the road. And I know we touched about this last week uh, to the people out there that uh, are big Robert Sala fans, and he's got you know such a reputation not only around here but pretty much everywhere. Boy, he's showing how much he means right now to the New York Jets. Phenomenal. Ab- absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jets knock off the Broncos. Elsewhere, the Raiders knock off the Texans 38-20. to 20. So uh, just to let you know, Steelers-Dolphins tonight, that is an 8-20 game. And then tomorrow night, we've got the bears and the Patriots for the Monday night game. Uh, another Halloween edition of Monday night football. Boy, I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. When Halloween fell on a Monday night, yeah, I got done with my trick-or-treating, Bill, and I was <laughs> able to come back and watch Monday night football. Even though it started at nine back then, right. as you well know, right. uh, my dad yeah. always allowed me the opportunity to watch the first half of the game, and then see Cosell's halftime highlights because you couldn't yep. miss it, and then I had to get my butt to bed. But a lot of orange and brown next week for Halloween is the Bengals and yeah. the Browns or the Halloween game.
1: Yeah, and how special was it, Sean? I mean, I think any any football fan in junior high back then, middle school and high school, what we wanted more than anything when we watched Howard Cosell's halftime highlights was him to show our team. Oh. Because if we didn't get on, we talked about it at the next day at school. If we got on, we were proud. Hey, they showed the Lions. They said the Steelers. You know, I mean it was it was amazing what a different world it was back then because the game the highlights are thirty six hours old. Okay, yep. or whatever. Yep. Thirty hours yep. old. And it was it was must be t v any football fan couldn't wait for the highlights, and of course howard has his had his most unique way of delivering them and it just it it allows you to press chest out a little a little further the next day in school and uh it it sort of signaled that hey my my team is special, my team you know the whole country saw those highlights, you know, which was such a neat thing back then.
0: I will always have a special place for Billy Sims in my heart. I told it to his face, Bill, because for the first time we got national notoriety out of the lion, you know, the first time in my, my early, you know, fandom career, it was like the first time people elsewhere were talking about a lion and
1: it made me so
0: stinking happy. All right, uh, Bill, I certainly want to hear more about your afternoon as well. I know it's been a busy one for you and what that experience was like for you. Lots to do. It's Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. Well, welcome back in. uh, Gridiron Wrap on a Sunday night. Of course, the MHSAA announced uh, their playoff pairings. Bill, this had to be a busy, busy uh, afternoon uh, for you. And uh, I, I know Danielle needs to unmute, but this is a situation, Bill, where uh, you had, uh, a game in the NFL today. I, I didn't even ask you what game you
1: had. I, I didn't have a game. Today. Oh, you did not. I, I roamed this weekend. Oh, no kidding. So I, uh, I, uh, did a couple, uh, four, 425 games. Um, but then I, uh, I actually left early so I could get up to Holly because, uh, <laughs> you know what? And God bless, you know, my friends at the NFL because, uh, Uh, that would have been hard to miss that. that No doubt. No doubt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For the benefit of people just joining us, uh, Bill's got a smile a a mile (laughs) wide because the Holly Broncos uh, got into the MHSAA playoffs. They will have a rematch with a very tough Fenton team. And of course uh, the head coach of the Holly Broncos is a young man by the name of coach keenest. And uh, what a, Bill, what was that like for you today? I mean, not only, you know, you've got a, a vested interest, a rooting interest now, but uh, to to be there with your son, I mean, how do you even yeah. put a price tag on that?
1: I don't know that you can, Sean, and you just have flashbacks to um, when they were young and playing. And um, I remember when he was a freshman and got a call up to varsity for the playoffs for Oxford. And, I think I flew home that night because it was just it was incredible, you know. And uh, to be a freshman in a storied program like Bud Riley had at Oxford, and to get called up for the playoffs was just wonderful. And and I'll tell you, they played Lapeer East in the playoff that year, and it was Jake Long was the uh, was the big uh, stud for uh, for Lapeer East in football and basketball. But today it was just knowing how much he absolutely loves those kids and the coaches and the community, even though he's been there less than a year um, uh, as a coach, he's been there a couple of years as a teacher. But what he wants more than anything is, is to give the kids um, an opportunity to succeed on and off the field. And when you accomplish something that is very rare at Holly high school, Uh, The football program. Um, The joy I think he had was equal or or perhaps surpassed uh, my joy because he has all those kids that he's responsible for. The coaches, the school, and they can all celebrate together on this. And uh, yeah, I was I drove to Holly. I think I flew home. So, <laughs> so that's how I'll sum it up for you, my friend.
0: Oh, that's yeah. great! Hey, yeah. you know, paint the picture for me, Bill. You know, I I think a lot of us are used to watching, you know, March Madness and the selection yeah. show, and you see, yeah. you know, the group of basketball players awaiting their fate, waiting to see what region they're going to be in, etc., mm-hmm. uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. This is something that we don't see very often in the, in the world of football, but I, I think right. it, again, I think this is a pretty cool thing that the MHSAA does. Was it like that bill? Was it a scenario where you guys were kind of sitting in the auditorium? all oh, yeah. Watching on yeah. the big screen with food yeah. around
1: you and everything. Yes. There were, uh, there were about 20 boxes, of little Caesar's pizza empty <laughs> boxes when I walked in and all the, all the players were at tables and, uh, it was in a room that had a huge screen. So uh, Billy hooked it up to the the Valley Sports broadcast. And they actually had a couple other live shots from high schools, teams that knew they were in, and uh, they showed their reaction. And I'll just say this, uh, maybe because of the history leading up to what happened to Holly tonight, but compared to the reaction of the two or three schools they showed, prior to show, to what i saw in that room it was night and day these kids just erupted mm. and and i think i think just the fact that you see your name on the on the playoff you know selection show and it just it, it, it's something i'll never forget and it, they erupted and then uh and then my son got up and uh, talked to the team and Laid out the week and um, and just basically said, "What could be better than this? What could be any better?"
0: Oh, is that great? You uh, know,
1: and talked about the hard work that went into it, and yeah. and you know, when you work hard, more often than not, good things happen, and this is a prime example of that.
0: Oh, is that great? Friday, yeah. seven o'clock, correct? I believe yeah. so. that right.
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: You know, Bill, you you brought that up. I I remember going back to 2011 uh, when Wayne state made that crazy run to the division oh. two championship game. And uh, we lost our last game the day before the announcement and uh, lost to, to Finley by a point Went wow. eight and three, literally everybody thought we, we were going to make, we weren't going to make the playoffs, literally yeah, everybody. And um, you might remember that that was the year the Lions got off to the great start and uh-huh. they, they were getting it handed to them that afternoon uh, in Chicago, and yep. I got sick and tired of watching it. So I was like, well, I'm miserable. I may as well turn on this selection <laughs> show uh, just to get even more miserable. Yep. And I'll never forget, they were literally the last team mentioned. And wow. and they said, and Wayne State gets wow. in. And I thought, when I heard Wayne State, I thought it wow. was Wayne State-Nebraska, Bill. I right, really right, right, I thought right. it was Wayne State-Nebraska. Yeah. And then we saw one of our prominent players who later went to the NFL with the Chicago Bears, yeah, running on the screen. And I wait a second. We're That's going us. to the playoffs? What? <laughs> we have to jump we have to jump on a plane in five days and, yeah. and, and go and, and and go fly uh to Minnesota Duluth, or excuse me to St. Cloud, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. I mean, you never yeah. know what's gonna happen. No, you the don't team, the team that nobody thought was going to get in. Nobody right. thought was wow. going to get in. I didn't
1: realize that, Sean.
0: Yeah, we we went and won four straight games all on the road and uh played for a championship in division. Isn't
1: that amazing? It Think about phenomenal. that. I mean, when the impossible truly is possible, and yeah. it was for you guys. And and there's not anyone associated with that program that will ever forget any of that journey. I mean, because the truth is, how many college athletes play for a national championship. Yep. How many broadcasters broadcast the national yep. championship? <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, that's the pinnacle of the profession. And uh that's, you know, and it's the same on the high school level, you know, even middle school, junior high, high school, college, D1, D2, D3, it's it's just the best. It's yeah. it's the the ultimate unifier. And the ultimate memory maker.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. I hope these kids can keep their season going. Uh, it was interesting. I I missed our annual trip to Frankenmuth because I was on the road. I missed I missed a trip, Bill. I kid you not, going to the Heisman ceremony. I had only been wow. a Heisman Trophy voter for a couple years at the time, and okay. we were going to go make a trip out of it and go down to at the time the downtown athletic club. But mm-hmm. I was like, I got a game to call, and it yeah didn't matter. It was, it was just, let's keep this going as long as we can. And uh, certainly that's the feeling for not just the Holly Broncos, but uh, so many teams around the state of Michigan. It's such a wonderful, wonderful time. And for these kids
1: to get that experience today, can't put a price tag on it. No, you can't. And it goes back to, we talked about it in previous weeks, previous shows to put that uniform on one more time is special. And, you know, over the years with the Lions, I used to have the greatest talks with Charlie Sanders about his journey from the game. And, um, you know, what what players miss most of all, I've always believed this. I've seen it. I've lived it tendentially, quite frankly. But, yeah, they miss the games. um, But what they miss most of all is the locker room sure when they're in there with their teammates that's their 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 home it really is their home and those are their brothers and family and they miss being in there after a great win after a gut wrenching loss because all you have is each other and uh i i just i just visualize friday night that bus ride with those players, those kids from Holly, bussing to Fenton, and what's going to be going through their mind. Mm. I mean, it's it's mm. so special. So and, cool. uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's why we love it. And, and every kid in the States that's in the playoffs is going to experience that. I Pretty mean, stinking it, cool. Absolutely.
0: Pretty cool. We'll wrap it up on a Sunday night grid iron wrap. So glad you could join us here on 760 mm-hmm. WJR. Well, it's been such a busy, busy day, Bill, and and certainly a day that you'll never forget. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we've been talking about so much here on this edition of of Gridiron Wrap, and it's always fun. We've been talking so much that we haven't even had a chance to talk about the Lions yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much you saw of the game Mm -hmm. today. Uh, Bill, unfortunately, as a lifelong viewer and fan of the Detroit Lions, I got to be honest with you. This was one of those games where, very early on, unfortunately, I knew how this one was going to end. Uh, yeah. the offense just couldn't get on track, and Mm-mm. it was tough because the defense was playing so yeah. well in this game. And you know, unfortunately, some uh, uh, some mistakes in the fourth quarter, and they they just compounded a couple of fumbles, a couple of interceptions. And, yeah, uh, the game was a lot closer than the score indicated, mm-hmm. but. Ah, uh, just the same. The Cowboys improved to five and two on the season, knocking off the Lions twenty-four to six today.
1: Yeah, there, I, I did get to see a few snippets of the game, and I thought I thought the Lions had a shot. And, and what I saw was second half. Um, I really did. Uh, I saw a third down stop um, on a play that the Cowboys seemed to have run forever, where it's third and short. You know, they fake a handoff and pitch it off to a back running wide. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I believe, uh, could have been Pollard, but uh, Angeloni comes bursting through there and stops them. Yep. Yep. And I thought, wow, that's a great defensive play. That could provide a spark, but um, it didn't. And uh, there have been so many games down in Dallas like that over the years. And uh, it's just, uh, it, it's got to be, you don't want to get it, get to the point where it's expected, but I think until it's different, it's expected Yeah, and that that stinks. And um, could they have won the, the game today? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But Dan Campbell will tell you because his his first coach um, is is synonymous with you are what your record says you are mm-hmm. and when you try to justify well we're a little closer and we don't have these guys playing because they're hurt and blah 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 blah, blah. It, it, injuries in the nfl are a reality it's not if it's when and what i think hurts us locally is when you look at the giants holy moly mm. you look at the mm. jets oh my god goodness. You look at the Vikings and then in a different way, you look at the Packers and think, oh my gosh, this this could have been, and maybe it still will be. A lot of football left. This could have been the year. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's it's tough. I don't think anybody thought the team would be one and five uh, in the second term with Dan Campbell, but, but that's what it is. And You got to focus on the next one. And Miami's uh, playing tonight. I guess we'll get a preview of how two is doing. Those receivers they have should scare the crap out of any secondary. Um, So it's going to be a challenge next week. No question,
0: Bill. You bring up such a fantastic point. I was talking to our own Eric Dorch about this, and I'm just as guilty as anybody. So I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. But when the schedule is announced, yeah. it's become you know a fan a fabulous night for all. There's no doubt about it. The NFL's done such a great job mm-hmm. of marketing this game and and and, yeah. and really becoming a around the year mm-hmm. type of phenomenon that you have so many people like me. They can't yeah. wait till the, the schedule is announced, but mm-hmm. we always make the mistake, always, yeah. of playing the schedule game mm-hmm. and and trying to base uh, what's going to happen next season on what happened mm-hmm. the previous uh, season. Yeah. You brought up two perfect examples. I think everybody and their brother thought yeah. that November 6th game mm-hmm. against Green Bay at home, uh, that's probably going to be a loss. Based yeah. on what I've seen out of Green Bay, yeah. that is an incredibly winnable game. No question. And then the flip side to that is I think everybody and their brother thought going to New York, yeah. well, we'll beat the Giants there.
1: Yeah.
0: Now you feel the direct opposite. I mean, yeah. such is the National yeah. Football League today.
1: It really is. And and we've talked about when the schedule comes out. And I, what, what I was able to eventually do when it came out was look at when is the bye week. Um What are our our long trips? When do they occur? Do they occur after a, a road game? Do they occur after a Monday night game, after a Sunday night game? So you look for the objective realities of the schedule because, and this year may be one for the ages, because the teams that are together in April or May when the schedule comes out haven't played a game yet and they are nothing like, they will be. And the Jets, the Giants, Sean, the the, the surprise team of all may be the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were given up for dead. Yep. And, and Pete Carroll is, I'll tell you what, he better get Hall of Fame consideration because if you look at his career collegiately and and, and professionally, he's been remarkable. And they, they trade Russell Wilson and they're going to, I mean, they were an afterthought. And look at them. What are they, five and three now, I think? Yep. Four, and um, four and three. Four and three. Right? I mean, yep. fantastic. So uh, it, it's it's the beauty of the NFL. It's the beauty of football. And it's the reality of sports. There's a reason why you play the games. You just don't know until you do. And, and we're going to see a lot of that Friday night.
0: Yeah, I no doubt. Hey, hey yeah. listen, Pete Carroll's seventy-one years old.
1: It's amazing. He,
0: he looks like a guy who's thirty-one yeah. again. You, can, yeah. he's having fun. He's oh. engaged. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, I, it, that's. I think you're right. That's a great story. And people can right. say what they want about Pete Carroll, but boy, the job he's doing so far yeah. this year with with a quarterback. Let's yeah. face it, Geno Smith was left for yeah. dead years yeah. ago. You're, not know. just a couple of years ago. I no, mean, you are talking five, ago. six, seven years ago. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, great story there. No no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it'll continue. So, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, Bill, what's that's why we play.
1: No doubt. And there's a big one next Saturday too, Shawnee B. <laughs> that will be fun. <laughs> I think the whole state will be riveted on that one.
0: Yeah, so. it's you know what's interesting about this bill is yeah. you know it's a rivalry game, yeah. and you know there have been times in my life where you didn't see Michigan State winning right. where they won. Yeah, I think this Michigan team is has got no, it going it on right yeah. now, especially yeah. both sides of the line. Right. They are just. Right. I'm worried right. from a Spartan perspective yeah. that they're going to impose yeah. their will on Michigan State. Yeah.
1: At, as I agree with that, but you never know. No. And, and, and the, the one thing as an outsider, you know, coming from Pennsylvania and Washington and wherever to Michigan, the one thing I've, I've grown to believe is there's no team that Michigan State would rather lose to, or that Michigan Michigan would not want to lose to more than Michigan State. Ohio state's a different thing. There's no team that Michigan wants to beat more than Ohio state, but they don't want to lose to all to Michigan state. I mean, it's just <laughs> different and Michigan state wants to beat both of them. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no so doubt. who knows? Gotta, gotta wait till Saturday to find out.
0: Looking forward to it. We'll keep our eye on that. Uh, Holly Fenton game. Yes, Good luck will. to the Broncos and all the teams out there. Danielle, yep. Thank you. Bill Keenis, Thank you. Until next week, Sean Belegian saying have a great night.